Hey, this is Michelle Sheeve. I'm part of the Asheville FM news team. And at the end of 2022, I wanted to have a conversation about the changing landscape of news. So sitting down with me today is owner-operator of bizradio.us, based here in Asheville, Matt Matan. Hi. Hi, Matt. So you have a long history of reporting news and distributing news here in the Asheville community. Tell me a little bit about your history. Uh, So from my news history here in Western North Carolina began in the mid-90s, and I was a district manager for the Asheville Citizen Times. Uh, Left there, became an executive editor for a chain of weekly newspapers across the upstate and western North Carolina, the upstate of South Carolina. And from there, started publishing my own newspaper called The Valley Record, which printed out of Black Mountain for a number of years. And all along during that time, I also did community radio, um, doing morning shows primarily up until um, the early 2000s to where I switched to afternoon radio. But it was always news conversation type shows. And then I was also doing writing for uh, Mountain Express, um, Citizen Times, Tribune, pretty much most of the publications that were around here in, in the Asheville area for a number of years. And, um, and then my radio career grew to where I um, had the opportunity to become you know, a station operator owner as well. And that's when I started Independent Asheville Radio back in 2011 and still doing independent media today. Uh, Biz Radio US, um, the one that you mentioned there, uh, we left the AM dial. We were on 10,000 watt AM signal. And a little over two years ago, we made the, uh, we made the jump to all digital. Uh, which has been a a wonderful transition, actually. Um, So currently you don't have news on Biz Radio US. Yeah, so um, we had news up until we made the switch to digital. And, you know, during COVID, everything changed. It doesn't mean that everyone changed, but everything changed. There's some that didn't change with it at all, and they're still doing what they did, which is fine. But for us, there was the opportunity to kind of ride that wave into Mm -hmm. a new chapter of digital distribution or you know there's always been as long as the internet's been there there's been some form of digital distribution of information but for us as a radio broadcast and media distribution company we made the transition to becoming a digital company that happened to do broadcasting instead of a broadcasting company that happened to do digital and what that change meant for us was losing national content. You know, we got rid of national content for the sake of national versus local versus state, and we made it all about the individual people. So the landscape changed from regional footprint kind of measurements of news and giving headlines or short stories about people to where we made the platform be about the people and then letting them tell their stories. So it was a very, it's a very different delivery than what I had been doing for 30 years in print and radio and TV as well. So um, Biz Radio US is a business station with local stories um, from business owners and conversations. Uh, So my question is, um, what have you been seeing with the way local news affects how people do their business? And and does the way they get their news, do you think, um, make a difference with that? Well, from our perspective at Biz Radio, you know, local has become more about the individual person 
you know, because what's local to me as an entrepreneur is the same things that someone's dealing with primarily, whether they be in Austin, Texas, or in Portland, Oregon. And so local is less to do with geography than the circumstance. And so how people navigate through local zoning issues for their business or different regulatory things in states for licenses and everything may be different state to state or town to town. But the process that people have to go through as entrepreneurs, that's the journey that becomes the local news. You know, that becomes the conversation. And so um, while we are based here in Asheville and, and almost all of our hosts are based from here in Asheville right now, the content and the conversations are applicable well beyond the boundaries of the geographical boundaries of Asheville. Do you find um, your the news sources reputable these days? Do you, do you find it easy to find the information you need as business owners, speaking generally? I, I think that it's not that, biz, that news sources aren't reputable. It's that they serve niche audiences. Mm-hmm. And so with us, with Biz Radio, because we're looking at a business umbrella that isn't measured by the same things that a lot of news production is, it doesn't really fit us. You know, a lot of news today is 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 um, seasoned politically or economically or things like that. You know, so you'll have you'll have news outlets that are really speaking to their specific audience. Uh, for a lot, especially the national, I'm speaking about a lot of national chains. They very much. Um, they're kind of like the way that newspapers used to be a hundred years ago. You know, when the Citizen Times was two different papers, the Citizen and the Times, mm-hmm. one was known as the, you know, the Democrat paper and one was known as the Republican paper, you know, and, and one came out in the morning, one came out in the afternoon. And media back in the early mid, you know, early to mid 1900s and before then were very much what we would call partisan today. And so media has kind of returned to that with the lack of regulation um, and fairness doctrine type things on the broadcast side, it's kind of gotten back to those old us versus them encampment type media production. So that it's it's not a new problem. It's just a, and it's not that it's um, not viable or credible. It's just not a, always a complete picture. And because we're approaching what we what we're doing from a non political business standpoint. It does the national news outlets and even to some degree some local news outlets don't really fit what we do. And so the news ends up coming out through conversation. You know, we'll talk about policy, we'll talk about process, we'll talk about access to capital. But as far as news content goes, um, it's not that it's not credible or viable for different people. It's just that it seems like a lot of news is tailored to the audience that's already there, not to a broad cross-section. Well, do you think that um, as business owners in Asheville, they are getting the news that they need to um, to fully be part of the conversation locally um, as far as... Um, you know, what's happening with city council, with the county commissioners, with crime, with uh, just rates of of new people coming in town. As a business owner who happens to have decades of journalism background, I would say a big, fat, bold text no. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot that is not covered. Um, You see, you know, 
there's there's great efforts that are going on. Um, you know, I think that Asheville FM and the news department really goes out of their way to make sure they try to cover a cross section of topics. Yes, and I agree. you know, look at different things from different perspectives. Uh, but in in some of the other outlets, uh, especially the corporate owned outlets, while there's still efforts to do certain things, there's other influences that are impacting news. Um, gathering and dissemination. The Citizen Times, they have some great stories that they're still doing, but they, you know, they've been so decimated staff wise from cuts on the national level that, mm-hmm. you know, the spreadsheet lines get crossed out here on the local level to make the national spreadsheet look better. And the same thing happens with a lot of radio outlets in Asheville that used to have full news departments. You know, it used to be that, you know, a group of stations had a whole entire section of their footprint wherever they were broadcasting from, it was just a news department. And that has gone other than, um, you know, some online uh, type things and, and low power FM like Asheville FM. Um, other than that, it's it's kind of a ghost town when it comes to local news coverage where it really digs in on what's happening um, policy-wise, regulatory-wise, statistical stuff. I'll, I'll give you a prime example. Uh, every year, the Chamber of Commerce partners up to put out a workforce study and they go through every fine tooth comb and they do an economics forecasting type thing and unless you happen to be wonky enough to read the report that gets put out to the chamber email distribution list there was little to no coverage about the information that was in there that has a direct impact on businesses and how they plan to grow and what they can anticipate for workforce development, how things like the community colleges and the high schools prepare our workforce going forward, where are the needs. There's not real a whole lot of communication going on. And I think what it does is it creates almost this vacuum for business owners where unless they take the time to get to know each other and talk about what they're dealing with with mm-hmm. each other, they can really kind of be operating with blinders on to not be able to get a good feel for what's going on, but also what's coming so they can plan for it. And that's one of the reasons why with Biz Radio we have those conversations is because it's a way for us in a media pre- in a media presentation way to have those conversations with each other and learn from each other. Because sadly, I think that from a news standpoint, there's just not really a lot out there to choose from locally or nationally when it comes to entrepreneurs. So, so do you think that um, people are and business owners specifically are having to really do their own research with any information they want to get? I think for a lot of business owners, I think they are stuck into um, a survival mode of having to react rather than be proactive. Right. I think they have to, you know, they say, for instance, oh, we, we need to change the sign out on the front of the parking lot. And then they go to do it and find out that there's all these regulatory requirements oh, and then they have to try it. Yeah, they have yeah. to try and figure it out. So I think businesses are stuck into a reactionary mode when it comes to what news could inform them of, of what's mm-hmm. going on and changes to different policies or, or zoning ordinances and things like that. Because most business owners don't have the time to go and research stuff like this. Especially small business owners. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And that's where they 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 kind of butt up against, um, you know, money and time with, with being able to get this kind of information that might affect them. Well, the other thing about news is that um, a strong a strong media offers clarity and accountability in governance, and with the absence right. of that media presence, there's a lot of inconsistencies in the enforcement of different policies or even the interpretation. 
you could call three different people in a zoning office and get three different answers to what you need to do as a business owner. And that's very frustrating and very expensive to deal with. And, And the lack of a strong presence of media allows for those kind of things to happen because... If you had someone that all of a sudden, you know, had Christmas lights up on their business and they have someone forcing them to take it down and somebody knew, oh, I can call a reporter over here. And then all of a sudden there's there's a story about they made us take down our Christmas trees. You know, it helps to clarify ordinances and right. what should be enforced. You know, so it's one of those things that I think doesn't get thought about a whole lot, except for if you're someone like me that's in it full time. There are ripple effects for the for the for the deterioration of local media that aren't just about the accountability, but also the streamlining and effectiveness of what policies exactly are. Because if everyone's operating in a vacuum, there's not a community-wide platform to kind of say, well, that's going a little bit too far. Because it's happening on little islands all over the place. And unless people have direct relationships with each other, or if they happen to go on social media and post something about it, there's a lot of things that go unknown in the community do you think social media has become uh, our new source as a as a general population these days not just even in Asheville or North Carolina or the United States but the whole world is is kind of like getting their sources that way unfortunately yeah I, I think it, I think it is because of the ease of right. browsing you can get a lot of little bits of information very quickly and you know, over the years that social media has grown in its influence and its saturation, people will, um, I find, react to what they see as if it's fact or having an emotional reaction to a headline or to a picture or a meme rather than putting energy into, well, what's behind this headline? You know, what is some of the more meat? What are, what are some of the deeper levels of this? And I think social media has fed that instant gratification or, or emotional reaction type existence, which is counterproductive to what I think media can really provide it in its best form, which is insight, perspective, and um, you know, motivation to improve things. There was a news story um, earlier this year where there was a homeless encampment that uh, police were breaking up and there were some, um, quote, reporters from a news source that wasn't standardized like our local papers or, or radio, but um, social. They weren't like credentialed news. media? Um, well, and, and, well, that is my question. And so they were not allowed to they were actually arrested for being there even though they expressed that they were media they were there um, reporting they have a history of reporting for years now of the local media what do you think about that what do you think about the police um, arresting them taking their camera and um, and where is that line for journalism these days in your opinion well I I think as someone who has been on the receiving end of that kind of attention more than once, I can say that, you know, as a journalist, when you're facing that, there's a lot of rage that comes with it. Right. You know, um, I think it's the same thing we've talked about before. The lack of presence of an established credentialed media on the local focus um, allows for potential abuses to occur. Um, We think back, we both were, you know, 
um, in the local media when Bobby Medford was at the height of his reign. Yes. And when he and his allies would go after someone in the media, the rest of the media made sure there was coverage about it. Right. That doesn't exist anymore. Right. It goes back to that island existence, you know, that passive reactionary um, content rather than the engaging content. And, right. and with the conglomeration of so much of the media, there's also a, an isolationist attitude in a lot of corporate chains where you just stay in our lane and that's it. Don't talk to other people. Don't talk about what they're doing. But, you know, there needs to be a feeling of community, whether right. your press badge says Asheville FM, if it says Biz Radio, if it says Citizen Times, if it says WLOS or any of the others, if it says AVL Today or if it says, you know, whatever it might be, there there needs to, in order for those kind of things to not happen, I think there needs to be a camaraderie and a pack mentality of the community to say, you know, an abuse to one is an abuse to all. Isn't that our basic First Amendment? Isn't that why we have it's, that? It's a part of it. That's right. You know, yeah. and, and so how do we move past that? You know, how do we get past that? I, I, for me, you know, speaking again to what we do with Biz Radio, I've always subscribed to the idea that if you give people the information and the platform to discuss and be open and vulnerable and accountable all at the same time, then better things come from it. And so that's why I've devoted so much of my effort and resources to building and growing what is now today Biz Radio um, with all of its, you know, all the great hosts and the listenership that we have. It's putting people sharing their stories openly with other people that are going through similar things. And when you have 50,000 people a month tuning into that conversation, I have to believe and I do believe that good can come from that 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 can empower people to um, you know, address needs that they have either as a small business member or you know, owner or if they're you know, talking about community-level things. I think good can come from that kind of open discussion because uh, as we've been talking about, there's very few media outlets, putting in air quotes, where the kind of discussions that are relevant that can be proactive rather than reactive, it's hard to find those today in media. Yeah. It is. Well, thank you for talking with me, and I appreciate you coming on Asheville FM News Hour and giving some of your insights as a local business owner and, and a person in the media. Well, thank you very much, and thank you to the whole news team at Asheville FM. You all are unicorns in media, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so keep doing the great work for the community. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.